This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, to receive your first month free. We were on a runaway train from day one. I'm so happy the Opie and Anthony show meant so much for so many people. New York was calling. We want to hire you and Anthony. I'm thinking, ding. We were just out of our minds, out of control. And that's what the fans loved. One day we went on the air. We're like, let's see who has more swimming. So we made this bit called Sperm Bowl. I think Anthony won that one. You bought into the Greg Shells thing, really? Really? Now do the other guys. I now know we never really friends oh brother it's sad what became of the whole damn thing i i don't think i ever knew the real anthony it's just too bad there was plenty of room for uh for me plenty of room for anthony i hate it when the show turned into uh, a lot of gun talk and a lot of racist rants i hated that more than i could ever express and i'm sure he hated some of the shit i was doing plenty uh, of room for that worm Jim Norton to just continue doing some shit uh, but unfortunately it all just got just ugly I don't want anything to do with Anthony Cumia show is a time bomb yeah it was a time bomb from day one though Jimmy's just making me madder and madder as time goes on those phone calls were going well then Anthony decided he had to go back to hating me should I get into some of the things Anthony used to do should I? Well, Anthony went off the rails, let's be honest. You know, one of the things I loved saying on that show a lot was, uh, you gotta tune in every day, because one day you're gonna tune in and we're not gonna be here. Patrice had to walk on Greg Shells. Yeah, that's not true. You, you bought into the Greg Shells thing, really? Really? Now do the other guys, because they were pretty sensitive about things around that radio station. If I prove one thing, it's that that's garbage. It's more garbage. I'm making fun of myself here today, having fun with haters. Oh, brother. It's sad what became of the whole damn thing. We should have been celebrating our, our success all these years later. It's sad that you bought into the Greg Shells thing. I mean, I was uptight um, because I uh, I wasn't in a, a comfortable environment for me anymore. And, you know, I wish I did some things differently. But I think I've more than proven myself after the Opie and Anthony uh, show that uh, a lot of that stuff is just complete BS. But you know what? Believe what you have to, to defend your guy. Just do what you got to do, I guess. What am I going to do about it? This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, to receive your first month free. And we all know what Blue Chew is, right? It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets, and at a fraction of the cost, imagine that, 
chewable tablets that can supercharge your performance. The best part, you can take them anytime, day or night. So whether you want to plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Blue Chew has got you covered. Okay, here's how it works. You sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. No more awkward conversations with the doctors or waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's all done online, discreetly, and conveniently. Oh, and by the way, it comes to your house in a discreet package. It doesn't say like, border pills! On the side of the box. And you know, they always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Blue Chew can help you leave a lasting impression where it counts. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman. Because when your package has arrived, well, your package has arrived. But Oak, does it work or are you just saying all this to get a few bucks for your podcast? Man, you don't have to take my word for it. Try Blue Chew free for a month and see for yourself. Trust me, you're going to love it. Did I mean that? (laughs) All right, here's the exclusive offer for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code OPIE at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Use the promo code OPIE to receive your first month free. Once again, bluechew.com, promo code OP, O-P-I-E, to receive your first month free. I, I, no, I, I, I don't, no. I don't want anything to do with Anthony. I, I, literally, I don't want anything to do with Anthony Cumia. We, I now know we were never really friends. I don't want to go there, bro. I, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy the Opie and Anthony show meant so much for so many people, but... In the end, it'll be just a, a part of my my glorious life. Oh, wait. He had a gig before he got fired? You think? Yeah. Supposedly, he was all set to go to I NBC. did the same thing. So, you know. my, my, my big mayor's prank in Boston, everyone's like, what? What are you, nuts? I'm like, I'm not nuts. I'm smart. <laughs> New York was calling, and they, they basically told me, they're like, ah, you know, we want to hire you and Anthony, but it's too bad you just signed that contract. And I'm thinking, bing. I'll figure this one out because we used to work in radio. Hey, boss, I was with your sister. <laughs> right. We used to work in radio at a time when you fucked up on the radio and got fired. You always went to a bigger market for so much more money. You failed your way so, up. So me and Anthony were making a name for ourselves in Boston. And all of a sudden, New York came calling. There were two stations. It was K-Rock and NEW. You both wanted us. We met with all the guys that you know. And they're like, it's too bad that you're under contract. I'm like, yeah, it's too bad, wink, wink. I I saw what they were basically telling me. They didn't say it, but I'm like, ah, I got it. Because I I understood radio back then. So I went back to Boston. It's like saying to a girl, it's a shame you got a boyfriend. And within a month, April Fool's was coming around. I'm pacing my apartment. I'm like, bing, I got it. I called uh, Anthony. I said, Anthony, you know how all these dopey radio guys do the April Fool's pranks that are so stupid. Stupid. I'm like, why would anyone even believe any of this shit? I go, let's knock it out of the park. So I decided that uh, that day we would tell Boston that the mayor of Boston died in a fiery car accident while on vacation in Florida. And it worked like a charm. We were out of a job two weeks later. And then I fly down to Washington to meet uh, Dan uh, Mason. 
because he wanted to make sure we didn't have horns, right? <laughs> right. And me and Anthony are like, whoa, we're going to Washington for the night. We packed for the night, and uh, we drive all the way out to some office park to meet Dan Mason, who was head of CBS programming. Because right. I'm like, I did my job. We're moving to New York. And we had, to, we had to go down there to make sure we didn't have devil horns. And then to get his approval, like, all right, these guys are okay. They're, they're human beings. They're, and they're responsible and all that. And uh, we thought we were going to stay in Washington for the night. And it turns out Dan Mason talked to us for two minutes. And he goes, can I call you a cab back to the airport? We were back in Boston for dinner. But, it's always radio. Yeah. You know, if, they, if he can but the save same, the price of a hotel room. Yeah, but the same thing. I, I went to Boston knowing I got I to get us fired so we can move to New York. That's so great. And I kept that under my hat for many, many years. And now I finally talk about it. Because you know, people I like never It never went through my mind that he... That they might have been dangling NBC and he needed to. I don't. I don't think that was. You know what? If oh, okay. that was something he calculatedly did, he certainly would have told people that he calculated. Well, there's also a time that you would get away with a lot of that stuff. Then radio changed when you started doing those over the top things. They were firing disc jockeys left and right. It didn't matter. Didn't matter how how big you were. In our case, with the. Uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral incident. I, you, I, we, I we could pull- go horse from how much I defended. You, you know, if you're not Catholic or if you're not religious, right. that's a building. Right. It's a fucking building. Well, if it's in the vestibule, hopefully that matters, but maybe it doesn't. But No, but it's I, a, no matter what, it's a building, and they weren't killing anybody. But, they were making love. You can relate to this, though. So the company had <clears throat> Howard and you guys in the morning, and it had me and Anthony in afternoons, and we were crushing an afternoon drive. And I always had in the back of my head, you know, when you, you're delivering those type of ratings and the amount of money they were bringing in, I, I could say whatever the fuck I want on the radio as long as I didn't F, F with the FCC rules, right? Oh, right, boy. that they would have your back. Oh, boy, did I make a mistake. We, well, had, we had a 40-something share in Cleveland. We were number one in New York, Boston, Washington. Uh, there's a few more markets. Uh, Philadelphia. And uh, I think what I number really, one in the world is don't fuck with the Catholics in Boston. Well, yeah. I mean, but it was a it was a corporate umbrella. What Mel Carmenson got scared that it would not only affect the radio division, could affect it all these bleed, other divisions. Right, right. And I was showing the door, and man, I I was depressed for two plus years over that one. So why don't you just go home and pray? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, but I I, I got to say about the mayor's prank because it, it was brought up today. So late in uh, Mayor Menino's life. He came to SiriusXM. He was pushing a book. I tried to get him on the show so bad, and I told everybody you know, that could get to him and all, I want to apologize because I was a dopey shock jock back right, then. Right, right. And I, you know, I had some reflection, and I decided you know, it, it's the right thing to do. Right to the end, he didn't want anything to do with me. And I was uh, like, but I, but I at least got the word out that I was sorry and that I want to you know, say it publicly to his face. You but made your bones. He, yeah, he passed, whatever. Ah, uh, King Heart. What up, Ope? I used to be on the bandwagon of hate on you, but the more I learn, the more I just see that the suits fucked it up and you were the middleman and got all the hate. Keep it up, brother. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate when a hater turns around, gets a hold of me and apologizes. I, I like that. Oh, boy. Zigzag has uh, started it. Opie looks like Kurt Colain. Get it? Because I'm lame. <laughs> uh, where's the funny one, Anthony? Uh, well, if you get a DeLorean, I'm sure you can find him. <laughs> God, you should know the answer to this. Would you stick up for Jimmy if someone ever tried to cancel him? Yes, of course I would. 
And as much as Anthony wants to spin it, I stuck up for him as well with Sirius XM. And I, I don't know what else to say about that. You know, that's just going round and round. Little rat action. But of course I would. Jimmy knows this. They try to fire Jimmy many times. Many times. And I would love to mention the names. But some of these guys I'm very close with, but they try to fire him uh, one, two, at least three times. At least. At least. And he knows I said no every single time. That is a fact, Jack. <laughs> with all the positive comments from all ends, I can't wait for the Opie and Anthony reunion when you are in the late stage of your 80s. Oh, my God. God, no. I never knew Anthony. Uh, I, Hunter, I never knew Anthony. I, I had to learn that uh, over the years. I, I don't think I ever knew the real Anthony. Was Anthony really racist or was it all for fun? You knew him closely. I did not know Anthony closely. I can now officially say that. I don't know who the real Anthony is. I, uh, I hated when the show turned into uh, a lot of gun talk. And a lot of racist rants. I hated that more than I could ever express. And I'm sure he hated some of the shit I was doing. You know, uh, we were on the same page, even though we didn't like each other off mic for many, many years. Uh, and then, man, I couldn't keep up with that shit. And I didn't want to keep up with that shit. I didn't want to debate it. I didn't want any part of that that gun talk day after day and uh, and the racist crap going on in America. I just, I just did not want to be a part of that. You've got a face for radio. Do you know what half these radio guys look like? Are you trying to gaslight me? I will put this face up against pretty much anyone that has ever done radio. Face for radio. How dare you, sir? I think because of the guys I've worked with for all those years, I think they, I think they brought my number down, if you want to know the truth. I was a solid seven, seven and a half, maybe even an eight at times. But working with those two dog faces probably brought my number down to a goddamn six. I think that uh, it hit me today that the ONA show was never supposed to be a show that lasted as long as it did. We were on a runaway train from day one. Me and Anthony got together at BAB. We get a gig in uh, Boston, and we were uh, we were just out of our minds, out of control, and that's what. Uh, and that's what the fans loved. Lasted three years up there because we pulled the crazy mayor stunt. And then we moved down to New York. And after three years, we get fired for an even bigger stunt, the uh, Sex for Sam. And then we come back. I think it would have been uh, – I, th I think the ONA show should have ended around 2007, 2008. Yes. It hit me today. I'm like, I, that show was never supposed to have longevity, I don't think. I think um, maybe around 2008, the show splits. I do something, something. Ant does something, something. Jimmy hopefully uh, goes back to stupid Jersey. And um, and then maybe me and Ant, you know, get together for this and that. But I, I don't know if that show was supposed to uh, was supposed to last as long as it did. I really started to think. It would probably would have been better if we, if we, uh, you know, ended that show a lot earlier than than it did.
which is what it made it to 2000, what 14, I think. Yeah, those last five years, not as good, not as good, still good, but not as good. Show is a time bomb. Yeah, it was a time bomb from day one, though. You know, one of the things I loved saying on that show a lot was, uh, you got to tune in every day because one day you're going to tune in and we're not going to be here. And and other radio shows couldn't relate to that because they were they were in those seats to the end. And I knew walking through that door every day that it could have been the last day for the show. And that's how we lived our uh, our lives and our careers back then. Oh, screw Howard Stern. Ugh. Definitely don't miss Jimmy. Jimmy's just making me madder and madder as time goes on. Because I, I, I watch these videos. I just posted this video of uh, Godfrey doing Jason Statham to Jason Statham, imitating him. And it's just such a great fucking moment. And you see Jimmy just sitting there. He didn't want to be there. He literally wasted my fucking time. We were in a bad spot after the Opie and Anthony show uh, ended company was threatening us we were under contract jimmy insisted that we need to continue because that's what anthony would have done if i left but people forget about that right and moving on from that show it was so obvious jimmy had no desire to do the fucking radio show with me he did it for selfish reasons because he he, he wasn't going to make uh, that type of money anywhere else and he needed to sell tickets for his shows it was the only reason he stayed you would think one of the reasons he would stay would be because I want to actually do radio with you. And when I see these old videos, and I got like, I got a ton of video that I've never posted. Um, it's just a lot of work to go through it, but every once in a while, I'll throw something in and look. And, and then and time and time again, Jimmy's just sitting there fucking miserable. He wasted my time. And every time I post one of these uh, these fun videos from the past, you could just see him stewing. I'm like, then why didn't you leave? You and Anthony were the ones that were getting along. You should have left. To this day, he doesn't want to work with Anthony. The, the, best he'll, the best he'll accept is having Anthony be a sidekick for his stupid cartoon character. But he's not willing to commit to work with fucking Anthony still to this day. He picked Sam over Anthony. How dumb is that? Sam has turned out to be just an okay broadcaster. He had potential back in the day. He'll work forever, but he's not going to be uh, one of these guys that will be on private jets um, buying beach houses somewhere. He'll just, he'll just have a, a mediocre career. And that's who Jimmy picked over Anthony. So maybe, maybe some of these uh, insane super fans should think about that and, and discuss that ad nauseum for the next five years. Why that never happened. Oh, my God. I think if I was Anthony, I'd be insulted that Jimmy had many opportunities to join Anthony, I'm sure. And time and time again, he uh, he did not join Anthony. And in the end, he decided that the best career move was to work with Sam over Anthony. Look, I don't like Anthony at all. But that is just stupid. That is just stupid in the end. Because they actually have a relationship where they like each other. So, man, if I was Anthony, I'd be insulted by that whole thing. Ah, they have to run their stupid lives, right? I could just give my two cents every once in a while. Uh, oh, my God, Opie. Anthony was saying that you pick your nose and eat it the other day. Do you still do that? Uh, yes, I do. 
Cheers. Cheers. Should I get into some of the things Anthony used to do? Should I? Uh, I was just listening to the recap of your old sperm bowl bit. Oh, my God. Really? That was one of the greatest uh, bits me and Anthony did up there in Boston anyway. You had the sperm bowl where we decided to see who had more uh, more swimmies. And uh, this, this, this is one reason why I don't know... I mean, never say never, but I think it's one reason why I don't really want to go back uh, to radio because everything has changed. One day we went on the air. We're like, let's see who has more swimmies. So we made this bit called Sperm Bowl, and we legit went down the hall and did the deed in a bathroom, brought it back to the studio, took turns, obviously. And then we handed it to a, a, a doctor, a doctor, excuse me, a fertility doctor, and then we got the results, uh, I don't know, a few days later. I don't even know if the guy was a doctor. You know, when you do these radio stunts, people call up and volunteer. And we just assume, oh, you're a doctor? Yeah, I'm a doctor. Okay, then you're our guy. Uh, I think Anthony won that one. But to be fair, I don't know what he did the night before. But I know I wasn't following the rules the night before, which they say will knock down your number. <laughs> Jesus. But we did this on the radio with people working in an office. They knew we were going into a bathroom. You want to talk about an HR nightmare. But, but back then, there were no human resources, man. You got to do whatever the hell you wanted. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, but that was definitely one of the top bits we did up there in Boston. Do you think you... And Patrice and Ant would have a positive impact on cancel culture today, and would it be tolerated? Um, well, Anthony went off the rails, let's be honest. You know, his racist crap. He focuses on that. Uh, can we at least all agree on it? But if Patrice was still around, um, yeah, I mean, he would have he would have fought back hard against that stuff, especially on a stage. And he would have been um he would have been an important voice during these times, big time. He would have, he would have had a massively successful podcast, massively successful. I don't know if like um, a serious exam would have tolerated him all these years later. I have no idea, uh, but I, I would, I would doubt it, but he would have been a very important voice. And if Anthony didn't go down that dumb racist crap road of his, you know, he would have been a very important voice. In this whole thing. Hey, Ope, I'm a big ONA fan. Don't give uh, F about haters or controversy. Keep it up, man. Glad you still, you're still broadcasting. Well, there. That's, that's perfect. Thank you. I love people that are huge ONA fans. I love it. And I honestly wish um, over the last eight plus years, I guess, at this point, I lost track, that there was way less drama. It's just too bad. There was plenty of room for, uh, for me. Plenty of room for Anthony. Plenty of room for that worm Jim Norton to just continue doing some shit. Uh, but unfortunately, it all just got just ugly. Jim and Sam is one of the worst programs I've ever heard. Sam is terrible. Jim is over, sad, and lame. I said it recently. I, I did end up listening to them because SiriusXM threw uh, my radios back on. I couldn't believe how bad it was. They, they both have uh, completely given up. I, I think Sam... 
when we uh, were friends and he was listening to me, I really believe he had a lot of potential. But then he took some stupid shortcut and uh, teamed up with Jim, who needs a lot of attention, and the whole show has to focus around him. So Sam is just a, a shell of his uh, former self. I couldn't believe how bad it was, to be completely honest with you. I'm like, how bad can this really be? If Anthony wasn't fired, how long uh, would ONA have lasted? I mean, we were we were on the other side of our uh, success. Um, my thought was that somehow we keep the brand alive and both of us reinvent ourselves. You saw a taste of that when he was doing his show, I was doing my show, and we were doing phone calls together. I think something like that would have uh, kept the brand alive. But instead, uh, unfortunately, instead, you know, we completely split the audience, which is which is bad for both of us. Another 10 years? God, no. No, 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 Sirius had it with both of us at that point. Where did I last? A little over two years after him, something like that? Three? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Yeah, I know the brand is alive and... Um, everyone's hearts, but how cool would it have been for real? Those phone calls were going well. Then Anthony decided he had to go back to hating me. He's never really explained that because we had, uh, you know, we never really liked each other. We took two years off and then I, I'll be honest, those phone calls were kind of fun. And then, um, I don't know where he decided he had to go back to hating me. And it's been like that ever since. And, uh, I, I'm fine with that at this point, whatever. Um, but how cool would it have been if, uh, I did my own thing Continue the show with Carl and Vic. Well, they were going to die either way. You can't look at shit like, oh, you know, this stupid universe had in the cards that Vic Henley and Carl had to die. So I can't think about, you know, what if. Because the universe is pretty, uh, pretty final. Um, but whatever. I was doing a show. Anthony was doing his show. And then every once in a while, we... Uh, jumped on each other's shows. I thought I, I thought that would have been a, a pretty cool uh, life for everybody. But it wasn't to be. Oh, thank you, brother. You are an icon, and there's no denying it. Well, look at that. I should end with that. 